everybody. We said it was going to happen. It's here. We got the man himself, Brett Glasgow, a.k.a. Composure. Listen, I don't think y'all understand. The guy with the money sign as an S. The guy who released the college anthem. And I, I still love that song. We'll get into that also because I have a question about that. The guy who's been holding down Westchester on the rap scene. The guy I've been friends with for a very long time. Brett, how are you doing? Say what's up to the people. And let them know what's going on right now. I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to get the chance to be on the show with you guys. Uh, it's been a long time coming, like you were talking about, man. I really was excited about it, so um, I'm really hyped. Um, my name is Brett Glasgow. I go by Composure, as my man just mentioned. Uh, I'm an artist out of Westchester, Pennsylvania. I'm 25 years old, um, and honestly, music is my life, and I make it every part of my life. And, and I, honestly, I put everything I can into it, and mm -hmm. I honestly try to fit it around my work schedule, everything, you know what I'm saying? You guys know the grind, so. Hey, um, man. We're working. We're working. Oh, you, yeah, man. No doubt. We're, we're happy to have you. And once again, if you guys don't know, for the new listeners, maybe you just tuned in for Brett. Hopefully, you can tag along with us on this journey for our podcast. But my co-host, Michael Hart, he was also a mu musician. He still is. I'm not going to say was. He could probably still hop on and sing some stuff. Um, he was a part of a band called Gladiators. Amazing music. So we also have him on here. So he has a lot of background in that. So he can also relate to Brett on some things also, or, or maybe help him out in some type of way. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so we're excited to have you here, Brett. I did see you on Instagram in the studio not yes, too long sir. ago. So um, is something new coming before we get into to our life talk or anything? Is something new? You want to tease something? Yes. Yes. It's um, I got a few different things in the vault that will be coming out very, very soon. Um, got some collabs and some uh, some really good artists, so I'm, I'm excited. All right, all right, all right. Now, any any uh, visual like music videos coming out or anything like oh that? Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Big big awesome. plans, big plans. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Um, yeah, man. I mean, so uh, David Graves, I call him Graves, whichever. Um, you know, he's been telling me a little bit about you. You know, the fact that you know you're from Westchester, you went to Westchester University, I believe. Yep. Um, I, I actually did as well. Um, but I graduated back in 2013. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an old head over here. I'm 30 years old. Um, uh, but regardless, so, you know, he, he mentioned that you, you know, you came from that same area. You were bo born and raised in the area. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I believe if I heard it on one of your tracks, you, you grew up on Matlack street. Is that correct? Or around the, around the yeah, area of Matlack? My neighborhood is like just off of Matlack, but it's, yeah, it's Matlack straight away across right on the other side of the 202. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, very nice, man. I mean, like I grew up all around. I mean, not, not grew up. But I grew up a little bit out of the way. Um, but yeah, Westchester, man. Like as soon as I knew you were a Westchester, uh, you know, area uh, artist, I was super stoked. Um, being in music or having been music in um, myself, it, it's super cool to see more um, music of all, of all types coming out of Westchester. Um, used to my my local haunt was Jake's Bar. Was there quite oh quite often? You know, no, nothing wrong with going there, slinging back a couple pictures. Um, you know, just having a good time. You know, nothing brings it back as a, as like a memory from Jake's. Mm. Um, but yeah, dude, like talk to us a little bit, man. Like what what was like your Westchester experience like? Like what like because obviously you wrote that song like this like this college anthem about like you want to live this college life forever. But it's a it's a banger, man. It's good. Like I listened to a lot of your tracks today. Uh, would love to kind of hear like like the come up like what what fueled a lot of your music um well first off thank you i do appreciate that <clears throat> i haven't listened to graduation in a while but that's definitely a throwback it brings back memories 
Um, my my um, Westchester experience, I grew up, like I said, on the other side of 202. So access to like actual town, the borough, I really didn't have a whole lot of that growing up. Mm-hmm. So by the time I got to high school and I was really starting to go out and like meet people in town, start to actually kind of really get what Westchester is about and really start to feel like that culture that's there. Um, like I said, I went to Westchester University and that shit was a movie. It's that simple. It's that Yo, simple. L- listen, Brett, I'm not going to let you skate past this, though. I need you to give the people the story on how we met. I need you to give the people that story. Mike Mike was sitting there like, yo, I saw a picture of you and Brett. You were wearing, like, a Neff shirt. There, there's a reason behind that, Mike. Brett, I'm, I'm going to need you to tell them, man. Let's go. Crazy, let's go. Crazy, crazy throwback. So, it's honestly the most random shit ever. So, you guys remember, like, jerking and all that stuff, like, new boys, all that cool shit. So we were basically all really into dancing and stuff at the time. And then it was basically David and his cousin Chris. Mm-hmm. They were doing their own thing. But like I said, I wasn't really in town, so I didn't know them at all. And I was doing my own thing with one of my homies in my neighborhood. And we're, you know, doing our thing. And then at some point, Dave just reaches out to me. I don't know how he heard of me. Something happened. So he, like, came across a video of something. Mm-hmm. And he reached out to me. He was like, yo, like. We're trying to do a little crew situation, like let's link, and that was it. Like it's the, it was the first link was cool. We did a video, it was dope, mm-hmm. and then after that, we just we hung out all the time, and they became like my closest friends. So yeah, it, it was, was a good experience. It was it was it's it, thinking back, it's it's a funny time. We, we really thought we were doing something with like our jerking and dancing, and, and during that time with skinny jeans and and neff shirts, um, especially if people didn't know. I tried to rap. Let's let's bring it out there. Let's let's pull out the laundry. I tried to rap. Um, didn't go too well. Didn't go too. Well. I will uh, say I was I was horrorcore before horrorcore was was maybe that that uh that mainstream. But dark. Um, the one thing I was gonna say before we move on to anything else, like I, I was telling Mike the story about you know I was we used to rap a lot in Brett's basement, so we would just be flying stuff off, flying stuff off. And I remember one day, I don't know if Brett still remembers this, me. Brett and Chris, and we're sitting in his living room, and we're kind of—we're not arguing, but we're all going back and forth. And Chris—Chris Chris wants to quit. Chris wants to quit dancing. He wants to quit rapping and everything else like that. I'm on the cusp of like, I don't think I can do this. There's no way I can do this. I hate reading. First of all, I can only dance, and I can only dance with getting the rhythm. And Brett's like, I'm going to keep going. And I remember I told Brett, and he proved me wrong. And I hope this is this is still pushing him. I said, Yo, we ain't going to make nothing of this. And I said, I'm not going to be nothing in rap. You're not going to be nothing in rap. Chris ain't going to be nothing in rap. Now, I remember the look Brett gave me. Like, the, okay, that's what you think. And here he is now. He's dropping albums. He's doing his thing. And and hopefully that fueled him. And there was never going to be an apology for it because I was like, you know what? That probably kept Brett going and what he had to do. So, Brett, I don't know if you remember that. But I, I remember that since you brought out your first song, your first album. And I'm like, yo, he really did it. He did something. And I, I was proud of him. So, Crazy stuff, man. Crazy stuff. Yeah, that's Great. absolutely awesome, man. So does that does that original tape, that video, does that exist? Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of them, so I'm not sure. Some of them might still be on YouTube, but like a lot of the throwbacks, I have them. So, you know, if you ever want to just, uh, I'll Please show them. I got to see him. I got to I got to see what what uh what David's got. I got to see it. I got to see it. 150 pounds lighter and just wearing odd clothing. That was my Hey. Life. Hey man. But at the time you thought you were fly at the time. You were like, "Yo, this is this is Jordan it. This is the thing. This is exactly the fit." You know? Like <laughs> 
Dear God. Yeah. People, yeah, we're not Absolutely. listen, guys. That that was that was an interesting time in our life, but you know. No, but I mean I, I think it tells a really great story, right? Mm-hmm. Because especially what you just said, like there was that conversation, it's like, yo, we're not actually going anywhere. And like it, it, all it took was one of you. And then that one of you was Brett, I guess, who, who's mm-hmm. like, you know what? Like, this is something I'm so passionate about. Whether anyone's going to do it doesn't matter. And I think that's there's something so powerful in that and something that I've always kind of told myself and a lot of other people. It's like you're it, it do, it, just because you have a dream, it doesn't have to be anyone else's. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes we look for validation in other people being like, yo, I want you to believe in my dream so that I can live that dream. Mm-hmm. When in fact – if that's not that's not how it works at all you decided to dream big you decided like yo if i'm gonna fall i might as well fall big because i'm gonna go as far as i can and you know you, you've clearly taken that and ran with it um seriously like i i'm not kidding uh, i'm a lyricist myself i was the vocalist of my band um and so i spent like the day going through your catalog really trying to understand like your your journey right because i understand because there's always like that beginning of a, of, a, of a career when you're writing and you're and you're pulling from things that a are part of your life things that things that happen to you things that you've experienced versus things that you, like you want to write because you know it's gonna it's going no you know it's gonna smash mm-hmm. and it's gonna be just a good song you know and there's a, and there's a there's a really nice mix between that now I don't know if this is a compliment or 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 or, or whatever but uh, I really hear a lot of logic in your in your in your in your writing style specifically on the newer stuff. Um, and I don't know how you feel towards logic, but like, uh, I just, I don't know. Like, I just, I, I like the way your, at least your most, specifically your most recent juice was, was excellent. And apocalypse two, uh, you have some really excellent wordplay, um, uh, written, uh, written down in that, that I was just vibing on a lot today. Um, I don't know, dude, like really, really impressed. And, and I'm stoked that we have a connection with you, um, because obviously Graves knows you from a while back. Um, we're, I'm stoked that we were able to use your music, um, with, with the podcast, you know, so forever again. promoting, yeah. Uh, yeah. composure out there. Don't forget everybody. It's that the S is the money sign, yes. you know, show some respect to the, um, uh, to this kid and Yo, just give him some love. Line. Um, I'm telling you right now, because like, honestly, I listen to your music and having been, I'm like been assigned musician, like had a record deal and all that stuff myself. Like you have, you have it, dude. You just gotta. What you need is you need someone that's like a producer or something. I, now I, I think your producer is great. The music that you, you crank out is he cranks out is incredible. But you need someone that's gonna write stuff for you or or give you that same drive that you have, right? You need to you need kind of yeah. gotta match that level. And I, I think I think you got it, dude. Like um, I don't know, like. I think uh, I don't know if there's any, anyone I, I know that I could like I could assist, but maybe I do. We'll talk at the break. But we'll, like, we'll see, man. Um, you know, that's that's what this podcast is kind of helping. You know, broad, broaden the horizon. We got a lot of different people yeah, from yeah. UK. I would, I would love to help okay, anyone from the from any area that I I lived in, grew up in, came up from, help succeed. I'm all about that. I, stuff. I guess the next question would be: Do you think like you yourself would be here right now? Because I know we had this conversation before, as far as like our friend group. Um, our friend group's older now, so we don't always hang out as close as we used to. But um, I remember I was talking to my friend Marquise. He's like, I never thought we'd be here with, with a certain creative space because he's starting a podcast. He's doing all this stuff. And I was like, Keith, if you realize we were all creative from the jump, it was just all about taking that first step. And a lot of people didn't take that first step. But do you, do, do you think you would have saw yourself here now? You, you, you know, you're, you're pretty successful at rapping. You got all this stuff. You got a girlfriend. You know, you're, you moved in with her. You're doing all that. But do you think you know, you saw yourself being in this position. I'm not going to lie to you, man. <laughs> Quarantine Corona hit. Mm-hmm. I, I was down bad. I really didn't know if like music or anything. I, like, I was all over the place at that point. It mm-hmm. definitely put me in a, like a different space. 
And from that, I took a really like a lot of lessons. And honestly, I think the drive that 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 just that time period gave me has kind of given me, you know, something new, something I didn't have before. Like mm-hmm. juice that came from that time in quarantine. That's that was what that was. You know what I mean? So I dropped that and like that was crazy. I mean, that was during a really bad time. So imagine what I can do with a year of good, you know what I'm saying, good times, being able to get out and actually go see people, go do mm-hmm. things. Like eventually everything will be able to be able to, you know, it'll be the way it was before. So, or at least close to it, close yeah. enough. Um, and I think that plays a big role in how, like, you know, what's going to assist me getting out of this, mm-hmm. you know, this position. Yeah. I guess the next question also would be, what was your creative process on Juice? Like, what, what took you... Because I know we were talking since you, you were recording your first couple songs. You had me make the album uh, cover. So I know we were going back and forth. We were getting the vibes. I was like, I don't know. You like this? Nah, all right. I don't know. And I was like, you know what? You keep doing you. I'm going to do me. And it's going to hit. So what, do you, what was your creative process going through that album? Uh, honestly, so... And we had talked about this before. Um, a lot of the music... Honestly, at least four songs mm-hmm. were made, honestly, some of them years prior. I'd had a lot of stuff that just was, I hadn't released. And I was like, I don't know why I haven't released these. These are, they're good. I don't know why I didn't do anything with them. Mm-hmm. And then I honestly, like I said, when I got that time to actually sit down and really just think to myself and really put what was happening to me into words and really focus on it, mm-hmm. I was able to come out with the rest of the tracks. And I mean, Stain, as soon as that, as soon as I got Stain, I was like, Damn, like this, uh, this project, this we need to keep moving with this. And I, I had I, t- I consulted with Dave, I consulted with Keys, I consulted with Kent, I consulted with everyone in our friend group and outside of that with like sending stuff out, samples here. What do you guys think about this? Mm-hmm. So I honestly can say the success of Juice was definitely a team effort, one hundred percent. That was not just me. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a lot of feedback from a lot of people, and that, that honestly, I feel like that's the best way to move forward. And I'm happy I have a lot of these people in my circle. So. That's amazing, awesome. Amazing album. I still say it was an amazing album. So that, I mean, it's, it's 15 tracks. Like that's, dude, that's a, that is, that is a whole like epic in itself, man. That, that is like, I don't know if that's common, like typically it, it, uh, in rap, but like 15 tracks that, that is, mm-hmm. that is, you can tell there's heart and soul in that. And you can tell there's stuff in there that you've been, that you were holding on to. And you're like, you know what? It's not worth trying to do something else. It's all going to be a part of juice. And it just, yep. it just turned out right, man. Like, Thank uh, you. I support that. Like I, I think artists shouldn't be afraid of breaking the mold of like the five song EP or like the 10 song album. Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, why not give them 15? Like, exactly. you know what I mean? Like, cause at the end of the day, it's the music lives forever. Right. And the music is what builds the career, builds the brand. And then, it, you know, you build it around yourself and specifically in the, in the stages that you are, where you're still like on that up and coming grind and getting your name out there, getting, getting more notoriety. I think giving more is better because in a way it's like, Sure, like you're you're giving an opportunity for for multiple different audiences to get to know you because not all of your like your track. What I like a lot is specifically this is a shout out to your producer is the music sounds on brand all the tracks, but it's the the composition within the music, the types of instruments being sampled, the kind of the beats, the the tempo, the is it is it more major key, is it minor key? Like there's things that are going on that your producer is doing that I think is absolutely genius. And um, and if he doesn't know it already, he should pat himself on the back because he's definitely doing something really really excellent. And you know it it's like that idea of capturing lightning in a bottle, man. Like it it really you really you got it, man. And I'm so so pumped to just to to, to hear more, to experience more. 
uh, of composure as you mm -hmm. as you continue to progress. Yeah. Um, and you know, I was I was also going to say if people didn't know while Brett was at Westchester, he was on the soccer team. Now that kind of leads into a lot of that that college song that we were talking about, where it, it was some crazy nights. I'm not going to lie, we we were in the college, you know. The soccer team basement. We were at the soccer house. A lot of fights. A lot of lot of loving. A lot of arguments. A lot of crazy stuff. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Fun times. Hilarious times. Times that I would I would definitely tell my kids. And I was gonna say anything that has to do with like your you know if you think back to you on the field. It's you on the field. You know it's you versus the other team with your teammates. Do you think that kind of pays um, some some aspects into your music? Like do you kind of bring that you know competition style into your music at all? I mean, I don't know if it necessarily is in the music, but it's definitely, like I said, in that drive. I mean, I'm uh, yeah, I'm an athlete, so like competition, I already know. Like I can mm -hmm. release juice, and then there could be somebody on the other side of the country that's gonna release something equally as good as juice or better. And you know what I mean? We're all competing for the for the ears, so it's all really it comes down to competition. That's that's what this is. It's, it's a competition game, mm -hmm. and it's either like you you either swim or you sink. So you know, I'm trying to swim over here. I'm, I'm doing my doggy paddle right now, but, you know, I'm about to start really doing my Michael Phelps soon. Dude, I love that. Listen, if, if you're not doing the Michael Phelps, you're, you're almost there. I, I know there's a lot of stuff coming up. Me and Brett have a lot of conversations. Listen, I'm ready to direct a music video. I think once I get that for you, bang, we're in there. We got it because I, I know what you need. You, you know what I can do. We got it, man. I, I think we can yes, do sir. it. But um, other than that, you know, with, with a lot of things going on with you and right now, would you say you're in a better state making your music right now? So, like, will the next project be something completely different than what you've made prior? Because, you know, like you said, we're in a pandemic, but we're kind of moving forward and we're getting, you know, we're feeling a little better about ourselves and more comfortable um, in the situation we are in. No, yeah, I definitely would say it's going to be it's going to be different. Um, I, I hope for it to be a little bit more. Uh, consistently upbeat throughout the whole entire thing you know i really want it to be something where it's like people are listening i want to drop it this summer by the way and i want a lot of people to just really be like look we we just had a really 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 shit like past 12 months mm -hmm. and we're starting like you said we're starting to move forward you know let's move forward on the right foot like why are we you know why focus on the past you know it happened everyone learns from it you know we all have learned from it we've all learned different things from it and mm -hmm. You know, let's take those things and let's let's let's. This is a second chance. Let's let's go ahead and get after it. You know, what I'm saying who who knows what could happen. That the corona, that corona could have been way worse. So, you know, we're coming out of it. We got we got a second chance to really do whatever it is that you you know you wanted to do beforehand. Go ahead and make it happen now. I mean, think about it this way, right? Just as a last little note before we hit hit the uh, the first ad break here. But think about it this way, right? Like this, like in terms of the music industry, no matter wh if you're in the rap game, if you're in the in, like rock or wherever else you exist in the music industry right now. The past year has been the first time in recorded history, in modern music history, where music literally had to take a backseat for 12 months. Like there was no more live shows. There was there was no more like going to studios unless unless it was like super like locked down and like everything was good or people were started recording remotely or just a lot more time to reflect and like really think about the game plan. Right. Because everyone had to stop. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. So, like, I think that there's something so powerful that, yes, it was terrible, but there's something very powerful when looking at the positivity of how much, like, brainstorming, like, an incubation kind of happened over this past 12 months that 
maybe for you is going to fuel a whole new drive moving into as everything starts to open up again and everything starts coming back. So I think there's something so special about like your career as it sits currently, as you are literally on the launch pad, ready to just like, just become a, like a, a known name. Like it really, it, I, I think it's possible. And I think you're going to come up with a whole class of, of other of other artists from all over the country, kind of like what you're saying, that are going to be experiencing this exact same thing. And it's going to be so interesting to see how the industry kind of just builds around that. Um, I don't know. Like, it just, it's a super cool time. Actually, like, although it's terrible, it's a super cool time <laughs> creatively um, to be able to be producing music, I think. Also, no, I agree. Guys, man, well, you got to know him, composer, Brett himself. We wanted to get to know Brett first before we hop into a lot more music questions. Um, you know, Mike, Mike will probably be steering the ship as, as far as it goes in this next segment. But before we get to that, we got something special for you. Brett gave us some unreleased stuff. So we're going to play that a little bit before the ad break. We won't be with you. You're going to be listening to it alone, but we'll come back in and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it. But hang in there once again. We got Brett, a.k.a. Composure. The money sign is an S. Don't forget it. And he's here. We'll be right back. Yeah. Yeah. Feel me, I'm hot like the ceiling. I'm up and away, roll up over the feeling. You can't in the fear, bitch. I am here, you know that I got a big comp in the building. Ain't no selling my soul, bitch. I'm big bro. They wanted so much, so I had to make more. I love all the people that come to my shows. Could die any day, and you never would know. That's why I keep Benjamin Franks in my pocket. If the kid wanted, I gotta go cop it. I got the crown, and I'm never gonna drop it. Send me that Addy, I'm there with a rocket. 50 a show, bitch. You couldn't compete. I live what I talk, bitch. I talk what I preach. And if you a kick, you dead in your teeth. Watch what you say when you speak. To me, cause you know what I do. I'm in the booth, spitting that shit that'll cop me a cook. I'm in my groove, I do my dance on the bitch. You know I be hitting the moves. I know that they love me, I'm feeling that pressure. I give her that dick, put her right on the stretcher. I'm doing it better and better and better. I'm putting my thumb in the A like the letter. The real gonna feel me, I'm high like the ceiling. I'm up in the way, roll up through for the feeling. You can't interfere, bitch. I am here, you know that I got a big comp in the building. No selling my soul, bitch. I'm big pro, they wanted so much, so I had to make more. I love all the people that come to my shows, get down. Any day and you never would know Yeah, they know I be snapping Think I'm a fly bitch, why you be capping Making some money, we call that shit trapping You wasn't there when we had to go bag it Left the crib, but I wanna get back And I wanna put my fucking town on the map You can't tell me shit once I say it, it's facts Been through it before, so I follow my path uh, get to the money, I'm stepping shit up, you're not taking this from me I come from a place where it's muddy, I got it alone, now I'm doing so lovely Yeah, now that I'm up, they want on my paper, I'm keeping it tucked Uh, they showing me love, I love all my fans, bitch, they knew what it was Only the real gon' feel me, I'm high like the ceiling, up, up, and away, roll up, though for the feeling You can't interfere, bitch, I am here, you know that I got a big comp in the building No selling my soul, bitch, I'm big bro, they wanted so much, so I had to make my own. I love all the people that come to my shows, could die any day, and you never would all right welcome back everybody we have uh brett glasgow with us composure um uh here chatting with us this week and at this part of the show we want to really get get to know 
uh, Brett's kind of creative process. We want to we want to get get inside his brain a little bit about you know really what fuels the music and like what his process is like. So like kind of like out of the gate, man. Like what was do you, like when you were like when you were young and coming up. Like when was like what was maybe who was the artist that maybe gave you that inspiration that that gave you that idea like that said yo I could do this. Like um, who would you say uh, influenced you in that way? Oh man, in that way. I guess, I mean, at that point, I think the first time I realized, like, well, damn, like, anybody, like, we could just do this was, like, probably around the time I was hanging out with Dave and them, and we were, like, seeing other people's, like, crews across the country. Like, they would just start dropping, like, random songs, just messing around. But then they would wind up getting, like, viral before viral was, like, a thing. And, like, all of a sudden, like, now we're sitting here dancing to a music video, like, to music in our videos of some crew across the country that are the same age as we are, and everyone else in the country is doing it, too. And I'm like... Mm -hmm all right, well, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why aren't we doing that? So mm -hmm. that's, I think, I, and I've said it to them, and then we just started trying to, like, really push that, so. That's awesome. So, like, so mostly it was, like, unsigned. It wasn't big names. It was just, yeah. the, it was just the culture. Like, maybe it was on, what, uh, SoundCloud or oh, yeah. uh, wherever you were finding the music. Because, yeah. yeah, you'll see them, like, make a track, and then it's like, all right, cool. But then all of a sudden, like, it just, it blows up. And then all of a sudden, you're seeing them all over the place. I'm like, mm -hmm. that kid was just, you know, doing the same thing we were doing, just, bullshit and not you know what i mean with no real structure to it but he just came up so why can't we come up you know it right. wasn't ever like a like big big artist because i mean some of them just kind of come up off of i mean who knows a lot of random stuff right, like, right place like right time kids. It's just, yeah you know what i mean so i mean it was definitely just watching them and seeing like i mean if you could just make something pop one time you might have this shot right there mm -hmm. oh for sure awesome yeah. uh Speaking of that, like, you know, when, when it comes to you, like writing a song or, or, you know, getting like your lyrics or your heads in the right space for writing a track, uh, what, what usually comes first for you? Are you just like a kind of guy who's like always writing and you just have books and books and books of, of like, of written verses, or do you need to hear like the track first to get like a feel of what you need to write about? I, I guess, I mean, it really depends. I mean, a lot of, uh, actually a couple of the songs that were going to be released following the one I just played. Uh, those were just, I was just out on the balcony and then I just kind of started writing with nothing. But like most of the time I'll listen to a beat first or I'll just go through somebody's catalog and just listen to a bunch of beats. And um, a lot of the times I just wait till something kind of, all right, now I'm rocking with it. And then all of a sudden I'm trying to like, you know, formulate some words and just kind of mumbling to myself. And then if I can get a couple words that really like line up, I'm like, all right, well, can I make like a, make a, a saying or something like that's going to stand out? And then I'll go off that and then maybe I'll come up with a chorus. And then if I get the chorus, the track's done. This track's over. Yeah, if you can get that hook. Which is oh, very yeah. true. I've, I've been there through some of that process. And I've, I've seen, because me and, especially with me and Brett, like we're, we're kind of from the same thing with artists and stuff like that. So Brett has invited me over. I've literally sat on his bed, had my laptop out. I'm designing. He's writing everything. It's, it's a cool creative process, so. Yeah, that's awesome. I, uh, yeah, I think I think you definitely got got it going on there because I've, I've seen it. The, 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 <laughs> we've gone through numerous of YouTube beats. Brett yeah, says, "Yeah, Brett says, do I want to buy this one? It's like thirty five. I'm like, I don't know. So it's 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 a it's a funny time, but yo, for sure. So here's a here's a here's a here's maybe a little more a little of a harder question, but like so knowing so you're twenty five right now, right? So you've but your catalog is already insane. Like the amount of music you've produced and 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 created and written and worked on is you have a. I mean, I'm a I was a signed musician and I only ever had two two full length records, twenty songs max. 
Um, so you're already uh, over the top in terms of production, in terms of music that you've actually written and produced and all that stuff. And <clears throat> I would love to know, like, so knowing what you've done, right, in the last five years, because a lot of what that, that is is probably the last five years, right? Like most of it. Um, and so knowing what you accomplished in the last five years, what's your five-year plan, man? Like where, where do you – if you could, if you could, like, you know, throw a dart at the wall and, and nail exactly where you wanted to be, what, what would the next five years look like for you? Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping, like I said, because of Corona, I'm hoping to pick up back where I was, where I was leaving off. I mean, Juice was supposed to drop in and we were supposed to have just all types of time to do shows and everything else that just didn't happen. So this next project I want to drop in, I, I'm expecting to do a lot of shows. And I mean, in a sense where it's like, not even about if I can be like, if I'm even getting an opening act, if I'm getting anything, it doesn't even matter. I'm trying to just go. You know what I mean? I'm going to start really kind of putting myself in the mix more so than anything. Cause like you said, like I do have a lot of music release at this point and it's not like that's not doing a good job, but at the same time, that's not the same as me just being around. Oh, I ran into somebody. Oh, now we're at the studio. Oh, now a track came out. You know what I mean? So um, I think that's one thing that I'm, that I need to do that people have done in the past. And I think that's the difference maker. Mm. You'd be like, Oh, this kid just, Oh, he, um he didn't go to college and he's, you know, he's off doing whatever he's doing. Like, he's hanging out with this group. But little does, like, whoever's talking about him know the crew he's hanging out with is setting up huge shows. Now, all of a sudden, this kid is on TV on Rolling Loud. And you're like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, he he was actually on the low making his own come up. You know what I mean? He's right. hanging out trying to put himself around the right people. Right, right. No doubt. I mean, like, are you – do you have, like, a dream to become, like, a, get a record deal? Or do you or do you want to kind of, like, own your – own like, maintain ownership of your, of your music inevitably? I'd uh, like, I think I'd like to do, um, I, and it's, I mean, a lot of people say I'm stupid for, but I think I'd like to do the record deal route more or less because I think I understand more what it's about. You know, sure. I already know when you get a record deal, you're already in debt. You feel what I'm saying? A lot of people don't understand that. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't understand what that money is given to you for. Yep. So I feel like when you get that, I mean, and you, you can look at a lot of the, like people that are big names now that did get record deals in yeah, the reason they're even bigger is because they did what they were supposed to do with it. You know what I mean? Um, they, they used a portion, made a really dope, dope, dope album. Used another portion to get all the vi- all the visuals done. Did another dope portion to kind of try and push marketing. Let's do this. Let's link up with Reebok. Let's link up with this. Because, I mean, you're, give, you're giving a really substantial amount of money sometimes. Mm-hmm. So Sure, no um, doubt. At least enough to do something. So I always feel like, I mean, I, I think that's the route I'd rather go. Yeah. I think it opens up the options that I'd like to really like have access to. Most, most definitely. Oh, dude, for sure. I mean, like when when uh, my band got signed to CI Records, they're a record label out of Lancaster, um, Pennsylvania, and uh, they we had a we 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 signed a deal that was strictly distribution, um, and so because we we decided that we didn't want their management, we didn't want to give them like merch sales, we didn't want to do any of that. We just wanted to we needed somebody that was going to help network us. Help us that help us get reach places we couldn't reach um, directly, and have someone that could publicly print and or um, release our music uh, globally. Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you, we got raked over the coals and we made no money. Like mo- all of our money that we made uh, was only from playing shows. We yeah. t- we toured um, a lot of most major cities: uh, East Coast, Midwest. Um, couple uh we did at least two three big tours um and stuff like that and a lot of that was because of of influence from the record label like when you hit up a club and the, and, the, and you're trying to be like yo 
we're looking to book a show in March on this day or around this area. Do you have a spot available for this band or whatever? Um, it always helped to say, oh, and they're a signed, they're a signed band. Um, because it, it, get, it added kind of that level wow. of just notoriety, like, oh, that maybe they'll pull. Maybe, maybe people will want to come see a signed, uh, signed show. And whereas that was sometimes true, that was sometimes not the case. And sometimes you'd show up and they'd be like, yo, we're so hyped to have you, but there's nobody here. <laughs> oh, uh, and it's like, well, hey, you're still paying us. So like, but yeah, I mean, like, do I think after having a two full record deals with, uh, with this company, do I think it was the make or break? I don't think so. I think there's a lot that we could have done if we were willing to do it slower. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of what we did since we sacrificed uh, a lot of what they like their full package, we ended up we were out of pocket for a lot of it. So like we we funded a lot of our first stuff to try to own more of it essentially, um, and owe the record label less because most record labels cut they give you that main push of money, mm-hmm. and that money you owe them back. And then after, and then you don't really make any more money until it's all paid back. And then mm-hmm. they put you on like a split deal. You know, if you're lucky, you'll see something, you'll be, see like a 70 30 split. Yeah. Um, most low, low level record deals is like 80 20. And, and if anything below 20 is just straight up predatory. Um, no you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're just not, you're just never yeah. going to make any of your money. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot that you can do, uh, at least from the perspective of what you can, get ready to then bring to the table right like you could you could finalize like like a, a clothing line that was like composure clothing i don't know if you've got stuff already or if you've thought about it but i mean our boy graves over here he, i'm sure he could help you out if you if you needed it but uh um yeah build build just build the brand right like have something more than just the music to to, to show off i think would be the best best avenue in this moment of kind of like well what's going on like what do we do right yeah um, but that's super awesome, man. Um, I think I think there's a lot to say. I, I will say that. I do have uh, a question, Brett. We're going we're going to dig a little deeper. Um, I haven't heard you mention this in a while, but I did want to say you were a part of a rap group and or collective. Um, if I if we if we remember it is Hack Squad, if I remember. Um, yes. I, I just wanted to ask, like, are you still a part of them? Are you still talking to them? Are you still uh, uh, extremely involved with them? Or, like, you know, are, are you still kind of doing your own thing? What's, what's going on with them? Uh, well, no, we all definitely are all still in connection. Um, we had a couple. We had a guy, one guy who, he, you know, he decided that music wasn't the route he wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but he still messes around with it. You ask me to get on the track, and get on. Like, mm-hmm. no questions asked. Um, the other two, uh, from what, I mean, I know T-Rob and Lil K are down in uh, Florida. And they're doing their thing. Um, T Rob's released a lot of a lot of stuff, honestly. And Lil K's finally starting to release some stuff like real, real consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's it's gas. It's it's, it's heat. They, okay. They're they're dropping heat down there. I, I'm I'm definitely really proud of them. Um, Brill's still local. I think he's still in um in PA, and he's still doing his thing too. He actually mm-hmm. got on a track on Lil K's most recent album, um, which is that's, that's on SoundCloud. His stuff's his stuff's uh. I've listened to the track. It's really, really good. All right. They're doing their thing. They're doing their thing. I guess to also follow up with that, like they, they're not saying when you can release stuff, you can release stuff whenever. So you're, you're free to release your singles, your albums. And okay. Just, just double check. So yeah, yeah. With that, with that collective, it wasn't like a label where it was like they, we, any one person had control of anyone's releases. We, we honestly were just like a collective of literally of just artists that wanted to get on. And we figured mm-hmm. that, you know, working together would be cheaper and more economical getting stuff released, which it was, I mean, we, and we're still, you know, we still work through the same, uh, mm-hmm. the same system. 
getting our stuff released. And it's been pretty successful. Everybody, you know, does their part, chips in. And I mean, I've looked at some of our, of our, uh, of our, um, what am I talking about? The, uh, the money coming in and mm-hmm. everybody's doing their work. They're really pushing their music and it's, it's just, it's good to see. It's good to see everybody's really active. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Gotcha. I guess the next question I would say, you know, I, and I'm proud of you. And it's funny because we always talk about this. And you're like, Dave, I'm trying to get like you. I, I want to be like you out here. Now that you got a girlfriend, man, do you, do you think your uh, your way of making music, the stuff you rap about, um, how you go about things as far as music wise has changed now that you're in a commuted, or committed relationship? Do you feel yourself making more you know, lovey songs, more R&B songs, or do you think you still making that, you know what I mean? I'm in the club, I'm popping the bottles type stuff. Let me, let me hear the transition and what you're dealing with now. If you've realized it, um, cause I've definitely realized it in your music. So I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. Um, it might've definitely like not as extra as it used to be, but it's mm-hmm. definitely still pop bottles. What you mean? We're going to just be in there. We can't do nothing, but we'll be in there. <laughs> what you mean? That changes nothing. We still pop them. Hey, I'm just, I'm just asking. I, I've seen the creative process change with, with people in relationships. I've seen you, you've done, you have done a lot more, you know, um, um lovey songs. Which there's nothing wrong with it because I enjoy it. I'm in a relationship, so some things like that it pulls, it pulls memories, it pulls feelings, it pulls thoughts. So you know, I, I just wanted to see if you, if you've seen it because Mike, me and Mike were talking about this before he came in. He said, "Yo, like you know, his music is." It's broken up. We can tell when it's broken up for you. And since Mike has the ear, he's kind of saying, like, I can see when Brett is really into this one. And, like, he's into this one, but, like, he's really, really into this one. I'm like, yeah, you know, he, he really enjoys the ones that he makes. Um, the oh, part yeah. the party ones are the party ones. It is yeah, what it is. Yeah. You always got to no, make I, I think I think what's super cool about your whole catalog is kind of like what uh, David's saying is, like, yeah, I, I can just I – have, I, have, I have the sense of, like, knowing – when you're writing a song that's like in line to be like a banger, like something that's just meant to party out to something that like, you're going to say some reckless stuff in the, in the track just because it sounds incredible versus something like um, bleeding in me or something where it's like you, you are pouring a little bit of your heart on that page and you're, you're giving away a little bit of, of kind of where you came from, what you've gone through um, or, or what you were going through when you wrote that. And, uh, and there's a, there's like, it's 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 crazy cool because it's like you have like these multiple alter egos within composure, um, and it's really it makes it makes you such a well-rounded um, artist in a way because yeah you totally can give that hype song that song you just want to put on when you know you want it, when you just got a brush bottle or something it's a Friday night versus a song that's like you know I just I kind of just want to like burn one just listen to this one you know what I mean like I just kind of want to I just got a vibe on this one like vengeance is crazy good like like there you can tell when like you got some skin in the track that you're writing on, like, you know, like in that and that stuff, like, I don't know if that's hard to write about or if that, or, or what that process is like for you, but I'm telling you, that's the money. Like, like when you can write things that really make someone feel something or be like, Oh shit, this guy actually wrote down exactly what I'm going through. And this makes sense to me, or I can relate to that. Um, because everyone can relate to, to a party song, man. Like, you know what I mean? Of like, course, it's so like what to take us through a little bit of like the, the of like the difference in like where your headspace is at. Because obviously, um, like a, like a, like songs from like like Stain versus um, you know Bleeding in Me. Those are those were two different kind of eras of your music, mm-hmm. but like they kind of embody two different like almost like a Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde in a way. Like like these kind of two little sides of you, and and, and so like. Would love to know kind of a little bit about that creative process uh, in terms of making one versus the other. Um, honestly, it's like I mean, it's exactly like you said. It's it's literally just where I'm at at the time. Like, 
bleeding in me, that's just where I was at at the time. You know what I mean? And I, I wrote that at, I mean, I think, so Jay High Fly to Realist, that's, that's my producer. He, he made that beat, I think, it had to have been like almost two or three months prior to me writing anything to it. I listened to it, had it for a while. He almost gave it to someone else. They didn't like it, so he kept so he kept it. I was like, Yo, you should have beat. He sent it to me. It's like three o'clock in the morning, just up late for no reason in my own bullshit. TV's not even on, just sitting in there, just on some dumb shit. Like, and I was like, you know what? Let me let me listen to this beat. So I started running it a couple times in the headphones. I'm like damn, so I just started writing, 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 and it started coming out. Like it started coming along, like real quickly. And I was like, damn, well, this is what we got. And then, I mean, there's other tracks that are like that. Um, mental, uh, mental, mental's nuts. Like oh, that, like that, like the, the like the beat on that, plus like just the flow that you throw in there and the subject matter, like that one. Like when I was listening to what I think that's what on Apocalypse Two, yeah. uh, or something like that one. Like that one, like hit me. I was like, "Whoa!" Like, all right, he's got my attention on this track. Um, I don't know, because like I, I, I can I, I can relate, man. Like I've written some songs that that like I have a, I have trouble listening to at this point, like because of how like real they get sometimes. Yeah. Um, and versus songs that I wrote because like, yo, this is just gonna be a great song. Like this is just gonna be a good one. The the, the, the chorus slaps. Like let's go. You know, so that's that's awesome, man. Like I, I love hearing that side of like the emotional mm-hmm. part of the music because it, essentially it's an expression of yourself, and, and I, it's a really great way to express it. I will say, I hope like we can lock John in the room one day, and we can just get him to like if you guys sat like seriously sat down and John just made twenty beats, or if he had twenty beats and you could write to the twenty beats and make that album, I think that's also an album that would be a staple in your catalog because Juice is there. The Apocalypse series is also going to be there because Apocalypse, I feel like that's what's key. That's the grounded ones. You know what I mean? Like, that's the ones where you're speaking real. When we get into Juice, we get into those ones. Those are like, you know, the middle, they're upbeat and having fun. But you, you do go back and forth with them. But speaking of alter egos, we did have another question we wanted to ask you. Who is your superhero alter ego and why? So pretty much if it, to answer that question for you, for me, for me, if I had a superhero alter ego, um, I, I would have to say it's Wolverine because he's gone through a lot in life. He's gone through a lot, but this man, you know, he feels invincible. He's, he doesn't really get hurt like that. He always bounces back. Um, I always feel like that's me. Cause I, you know, me, we've had conversations. I've been through a lot and I'm, I'm happy to be here today, but who would that be for you, Brett? Hmm. Damn. Uh, if you know it, if I know you struggled on some of the comics sometimes, I'm not yeah, gonna... just say I don't really have a whole lot with you know, I don't know, I don't know uh, superheroes that well, but I'll definitely go with uh, and you could probably agree, I'll go with Hulk not because I'm huge, but I go zero to 100 real quick. That's true, that's very true. I've, I've been there, I've been there, so I'll, I'll <laughs> give you that one. I'll give you that one. Um, also, you know, that I would say he has a if I could elaborate more on that and why I feel like the Hulk could be for you, also, is because the Hulk is the Hulk. But Hulk also has Bruce Banner, and I've seen you be where you're at, where you're you're at those moments where you're you're there. The animosity's there, whatever's happening, you're in there in the music. The feelings are strong, but at the end of the day, you're still Brett, and you come back to those positions. And you know, to plug us, you stay humble. You're still that humble person. You don't let stuff get to you or, or get to your head. So I, I would say that's a great match. I would say that's a great match. Um, like I said, we have a couple of questions, more questions to get through for you, and then and then we'll take our ad break. Uh, Mike, feel free to hop in and ask any of them if you want. Um, the next one I would ask, if you could change anything in the industry, what would it be? Like, we just talked about getting signed. We just talked about, you know, record labels doing certain things, which I there's some horror stories in there. Some lawyers have read those contracts and they're like, I don't even know what this, this means. 
Um, but you know, if, if it were to happen, what would you change? I mean, in this, I don't even know if this technically counts as part of the actual music industry, but I mean, mm-hmm. I guess as far as marketing goes, if I could get rid of bots and like all that kind of dumb stuff, man, I'm not even gonna lie. I've gotten, I've gotten, I've gotten conned out of my money before. It happens. Like mm-hmm. you, you think someone's going to offer you something and yep. it will come up. Do not trust that stupid shit. Don't trust that stuff. That's I, not gonna work. Listen, <laughs> I, I gotta yell at you. I gotta yell at you right here before I continue and, and you continue. I remember Brett said, yo, Dave, I paid someone to do my album cover. And I looked at this man like, I was so. I am a graphic designer and I will do it for, I'll, I'll even do it for free sometimes. You can pay me whenever. I don't care. This man showed me the album work. I said, what are they doing? Paint? Like, what is this? And, and yeah, there's some, there's some things like that. But, you know, if you, if you want to elaborate on that more, if not, we, we can move on. But, yeah, the, the con thing is really, is really big. Could, do you want to give us any other stories besides, like, the, the album cover? I mean, yeah, like, I mean, there was an album cover. I mean, and there's been a time where, I mean, a lot, and I think, I, I think a big thing now is, like, Spotify type of bots. People that are just like, hey, I'll get you on a playlist. And, like, people don't really get, the, like, what that means. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes people are legit and you could get on a pretty good playlist. Cool. But at the same time, like, people have to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's, like, you don't even factor that in. So, it's like, you pay all this money, you get on these playlists. Sometimes something happens, sometimes it doesn't. And at that point, it kind of comes down to your music. And it's like, damn, they just, you know, they just mm-hmm. robbed this kid out of his money because they, they knew he wasn't any good. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Understandable. Like, I've, I've had it happen to me. So, like, I, you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, like, all oh, my stuff's ever hit. I've, I've gotten on a playlist and thought my stuff was going to skyrocket and not a damn thing has happened. <laughs> I've, I've seen it. So, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that, man. Um, so, speaking of Spotify, um, what or like what right now is your go-to music like what are you jamming like what's your what do you what are you what are you rocking out to lately i've been listening to a lot of money bag yo jesus i Christ. don't know why but <laughs> i just really have I don't, I don't know i'm really vibing with that with, with his sound right now okay okay I'll, I'll, I'll take that one no judgment but i'll take that one i understand it's, it's, yeah, it's not even for like quality or anything like that i just i get it turns on yo. I'm just like, all right, let's go. I can be yeah, doing whatever. Yeah, a lot of those guys do have the melody where it mixes with it. They could be talking about nothing. I'm like, I mean, I can, I'm still jamming out to it, so, you know. Um, I mean, I guess speaking of musicians, if there was a musician you could cora- collaborate with, local or big time, who would it be? Uh, local, I definitely would say, who have I not done songs with that I want to? I haven't done, you know, I haven't done anything with Joel yet. That's true. That which and is surprising. I kind of really, I really, I want to, but like I, I have, I don't really see him that much anymore. But yeah, I mean, I definitely would try to do a track with him. And, and honestly, his squad, like I really do like some of their music. Tommy makes music now, and then I say big time. I think I would try to make a track. I mean, I think I'd like to get in my bag where I like. I'd like to get in my bag and like really get on a track with J Cole. And now you already know, Dave, like, I really, you know, J. Cole, the man, I, I give him that. That's, I don't know if I can hang with him later. I was about to say, that's, that's, a, that's a, I think you but could. The vibes, I definitely think it come up with a, with a banger. I mean, I honestly think you could. It's all about, and I've said this before, you're never going to learn nothing. Like, say, say I'm playing a guy who... 
plays basketball sometimes on a Sunday. Like, he's all right. I, I whoop his behind all the time. I'm not really learning nothing because I'm always beating him. Say I go up against an NBA star, you're going to learn stuff as you go. You know what I mean? You're going to learn how to defend. You're going to take things from him and everything else like that. It's all about the company you, you keep in with yourself. So I, I think I think you can hang. I think you can get in there. So don't, don't sell yourself too short. You know what I mean? So Didn't Jay Cole just buy a bike and just like sold yep, his car yep. or something? Yeah, he just, he just rides around New York. Yeah, he was like, yeah, I don't need a car anymore. I'm just going to ride a bike. Yep. I respect cool that. Cool dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I would say I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at this. Mike, do you have another question for Brett at all? Or no, I I, th- I think we uh, we do have some uh, listener questions that we mm-hmm. will hit you with after this next short break. Mm-hmm. Um, so without further ado, everybody, uh, we'll be right back with Brett. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is David Graves. One of the co-hosts from the Humble Threads podcast. What's going on, Humble family? I wanted to take a second and reach out to you guys. We would love to hear from you. So recently we have made a Twitter. It is Humble Threads Pod, and the at is Pod Humble. If you would like to come in, ask us any questions. We might be doing some polls. Who knows? We would love to hear any questions from yo-yoing to comic books to real life to fantasy. Who knows? Um, also, if you would like, we do have our Gmail still. We understand that not a lot of people want to email us, but we have that. It's in the description if you want to do that. But this right here is for you guys, the Twitter. So please come in, follow us on Twitter, ask us some questions, whatever it may be. We'd be happy to answer them on air. We'll catch you guys later. Stay humble. We'll see you soon. Welcome back, everybody. We are kind of at the last section here on the podcast but we got a lot of fun things here we got some questions from you guys thank you for the people who have wrote in we're gonna ask them to brett we're gonna see what he has to say and here we go the first question from our area who would you like to do a joint album with anyone anyone right anyone could even be like asher Roth. Cole, cole like i said cole okay okay cole. we, we do j cole that would be nice that'd be nice um, for the second question, we have, if you could have a co-sign by anybody, who would you want it to be? So by co-sign, for people who don't know that out there, it means like, let's say P. Diddy gets on Instagram Live tomorrow, and someone's like, yo, how do you feel about that Composure kid? He's like, yo, Composure? That Apocalypse 2 album was amazing. Like, that that thing, right? That's what a co-sign is. So that's someone giving you notoriety um, with, with what you got going on. Who would you want that to be, Brett? Oh, Jay-Z, man. Come on. Okay. On this side of the country? Yeah, no, I need that for both. Yeah. All right. All right, all right, all right. And I got the last one here. Uh, at least the last listener question. Then we have a, a, a spitfire, rapid fire trivia uh, round for you that mm-hmm. I, I'll let Graves take over. But So number one place you'd want to perform? Uh, man. So it probably sounds kind of corny, but it's just – the crowds just look like super fun, but Rolling Loud in Miami, hmm. it just looks like it's so much fun for the for like everyone involved. I think I feel like that's like what they bring to that to that event. Mm-hmm. It even looks fun for the artists. Like they, everyone just looks like having a great time. So not 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 Camden. Not you don't want to do Camden. <laughs> We've been to plenty of Camden concerts. That was hilarious. Some fun times. Um, Mike, it's up to you. If you, you want to do the trivia with me, we can go one, 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 one. Or if you just want me to do the whole thing, I'll do the whole thing. No, we'll, 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 do, we'll just uh, rapid fire. So you do one, I'll do one. You do one, you, I'll do one. So you, you hit right. the first one. And then uh, as soon as that one's wrapped up, 
and, the, and these are just like whatever the gut says just just spit it out and say it like these are these are just random questions yep. these aren't necessarily music related yep these are just these are just kind of like Got you it. know like what's your favorite color kind of stuff so like just we're just going to kind of run through it so david you take the first one i'll do the, I'll, I'll, right. we'll just tag you and i'll give you guys a little bit of a background just like mike said brett i will say this welcome to the humble trivia showdown now it doesn't have to do with humble threads but we're just going to run a couple things off of you random questions let me get the first thing that pops into your head don't think about it just go so me and mike are going to do this i'm going to do the first one your worst song oh mm. probably drip okay all right perfect favorite meal uh filet mignon what is <laughs> what is the worst smell shit Okay. Favorite song you've ever made? Uh, the unreleased that I just showed you. <laughs> okay. Perfect. If you could be any flavor of ice cream, what ice cream flavor would you be and why? Uh, chocolate, because I'm chocolate and chewy. Oh, just, okay. Deal. <laughs> um, na- name all of your albums. All of them. Apocalypse, Apocalypse. Whoa. Albums. Stain. Okay. Or Stain. Juice. Juice. Ooh, man. I'm fried, bro. We're, we're struggling through here. All right. Your favorite thing about your girlfriend. Let's let's get into it. Her eyes. Okay. Okay. Good answer. Uh what what celebrity annoys you the most? Uh Jake Paul. And I would count him as a celebrity. Sure. I, I got you with that. What city what city in America should not be included on the map and why? What city? What city? Damn. Uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Wowzers. <laughs> right. I've actually had some really good tacos in Jacksonville, Florida, but I but hey, whatever. <laughs> no, no, don't worry about it. So what song would you let me direct would you let me direct a music video for? And why? Um, I'd let you direct a music video for uh, On My Way with uh, Jay Halliday. And because I think that, I think you would, I think you'd have a good time directing that. Sick, love it. Well done. Well, hey, round of applause for our, for the, yes, uh, the yes, rapid yes. fire trivia round. Yes. Uh, David, put that in there in the After Effects. All right, guys, that, <laughs> <laughs> that that was a fun time, guys. Like I said, we had Brett, aka Composure, on here. The money sign is an S. Thank you for coming through. I'm glad. We, we finally got a good setup for you to come in here and an audience that will really appreciate your music. Brett, this is your time. Plug it all. Give us what's going on. Hey, it's super simple. Y'all can find me on the socials at most underscore compose. Um, you can find me on composure on all streaming platforms. Dollar sign for the S. It will pop up. Um, and definitely tag my music on your music apps in Instagram. You got to search Brett Glasgow. B-R-E-T-T-G-L-A-S-C-O. We'll be sure to grab all of your ads and your handles and throw them in the uh, sure the uh, description of the episode and all that stuff. All right, guys, it's it's been real, and we once again another episode down, and it, it, it's it's it feels like it was so short, but you know how the tale of the tape goes. Um, once again, I am David Graves. You can find me pretty much with everything with David Graves, or it's either King Graves Gaming or King Graves or King Dougie. But Mike, let them know. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. You can always find me at Kingpin Caribou nearly anywhere and uh, YouTube Throw Lab 
thanks again to Composure, Brett uh, Glasgow, for being here today and for letting us use his music. Coolio is the name of the song that we use. It's an awesome song. Probably, again, one of my favorites off the Juice record. Uh, super good. And as always, everybody, stay home. Awesome. Yeah. That's, that's the last one.